You're listening to a One Fine Baby podcast. One Fine Baby acknowledges the traditional owners of land and water that this podcast is recorded on and pays respect to elders past, present and emerging. How many times have you winced your way through that cold cup of coffee just for the caffeine kick? Or tripped over the same toy you've put away 10 times? We have toothpaste on our t-shirt and tiny humans screaming our name. The Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast is here to bring you the real side of parenting and serve up the juiciest survival hacks for this season of life that you can implement today. We're back. We're back. I felt like Mariah. Well, I think tis the season. Tis the season. (laughs) She's back. Welcome back to the Cold Coffee Hot Mess (laughs) Podcast. You're your host, Nadine. She's the cold coffee. I'm the hot mess. It's Olivia. Hello. Oh, let's be real. We're both hot messes. <laughs> true. That's true. That's why it's our podcast. I mean, but speaking of hot messes, how are you? I just want to check in. How are you okay? Oof. Like, <laughs> I hate the word single parenting because it's not, I haven't been, but I have been single parenting. Yeah. But Ed was away for two weeks. And your parents went away. Is that and my parents I mean went away. the nerve. My brother had a beautiful little away. baby. <gasps> They've been busy and what was the well. name again? Olivia. Oh wow, Named she sounds after. like a gem. That one. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> listening to the hot mess of podcast and inspired Woo! by. Thank you, Noel. Yours truly. Um, but yeah, so everyone was just busy, and that's all. Was totally fine. But my village was gone. Gone. Awol. Yes, yeah. and I just, I just survived. Like we had a lot of. The, the very low point was when I turned up at basketball thinking I was on time. I was ahead of the game. I was all excited. I was like, look at us, Max. Like, And I was genuinely saying that to him. And we turn up and someone calls me and they're like, um, where are you? The game started 20 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, sh- well, I'm just here. I've just arrived. And they run inside. And I'm like, oh, where is everyone? And they were at another place. So not only was I late, I was at the wrong basketball court. And I just looked at Max and we actually both broke into t- Oh, <laughs> but that was no. like at the end of this whole two-week period. I think we we're just like we're done, chicken shop, let's go. Shouldn't but we're, we're back. I'm very happy. My husband is back. It's yes. just, yeah, it's just shout out to all the single the parents out there, right? Absolutely, who do it every day. It's tough. Genuinely, mutter. Yeah, sure. and to all my friends that helped me throughout the week, you know who you are. So yeah, and to you. the ones that disappeared, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. No, everyone was awesome. <laughs> everyone was awesome. <laughs> Um, well, we are good. Little update over at the plumber camp is um, the kids are now back in their own bedrooms. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. That lasted about two I months. Was, so you said that um, in the office yesterday. Yeah. And I laughed. I was very smug about them being able to share a room. It was all going very well. And I thought I'd just fix the puzzle and it was all, everyone was happy. But no. No, no. They need their separate They need their separate rooms. Eva would be trying to go to sleep and Freddie would be in the cot going, Mum, Mum, Mummy, Mum, <laughs> Mama, Mum. So if Nathan goes, Right. And pulls his sleeves up, gives me Freddie and takes the cot out of the doorway. It took four minutes to get it through the doorway. So it was like the big storm out was really extended. It took a long time to get the cot out of the door and then he moved it. Him. And we put Freddie on, put his styles on and went, good night. And walked out. <laughs> Look, it's been okay. It's been okay. So oh, good. I'll keep updating you on the never-ending bedroom. <laughs> Saga. <laughs> Saga, yes. Okay. Um, but we're back into part two. Very yes. excited about this one. This is just as good as part one. It's so juicy. And the feedback that we had from the first part, we have had feedback coming in thick and fast of just thanks yep. for like having this chat and how eye-opening and how much it's changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, you haven't even listened to part two. Part, part two, two is like where most of the real pearls are. Yeah. So, um, guys, 
this is certainly one for anyone, as we said, who has girls. Um, Casey Edwards is an absolute maverick at what she does. Mm -hmm. She really looks into the holistic approach to raising girls, not just kind of quick wins, but like the long game, how to make sure that your connection is strong, how to make sure that you are raising girls who like themselves. Yep. That is no easy feat. Changing the generation. Changing, changing the generation trauma that we all kind of suffered through, whether we knew it or not. So um, definitely one to, to listen to. Um, we've kept them kind of compact, but definitely worth listening to every moment. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. So obviously when they're growing up, they're... Uh, Communication is a huge thing, right? Mm. We need to open the communication channels as early as possible. Of course. What are your tips on opening up as they grow older? Are there things that we can be implementing now so that we can continue those? Because I look at other people and they're so close with their mums or they go on like... And then I see other mother-daughter couples that aren't close yeah. and that's what I really don't... I'm so terrified of ending up as one of those mother-daughters that I, I would just want to know what we can implement, implement now, now to keep the the communication channels open in the long run okay there's two things one is about communication and one is about acceptance Mm -hmm. and the first thing i want to say is every child wants a close relationship with their parent right we all want that and the reason children don't have it is if they feel like it is unsafe to have it and what makes it unsafe to have a close connection is if whenever they talk openly, they get in trouble, Mm -hmm. they get punished, they get laughed at, they get humiliated, right? Mm. So what we need to do is make everything that our children say to us, okay. And what I mean by that is even when they come to us with things that aren't okay, and that of course is going to happen, we approach it with curiosity, and we approach it as an opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. So if they come to you and they tell you something that they've done that's really bad, that is, if you take away their iPad, they're not going to tell you next time, are they? No. If you scream, if you overreact, they're not going to tell you about the fight they had with their friend because they're worried you're going to call the other kid's mum and embarrass them at school, right? Yeah, yeah. That's something I would do too. It is. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to now, but it's something old me would have Yeah, I'm going to pull you back. I've, I've been telling all my stories. She's like, I'd get straight in there and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Not when you get to school we age. We can talk about friendship if you like, but just so you know, that rarely works. That's Yeah, no, I just, the mama bear comes out and I'm like, it's very hard to put her back in the cave. <laughs> yeah. So even when your child has done something really bad, it is an opportunity for them to learn to do better next time, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about that. And then we talk about why that wasn't a good choice. You help them come up with ways to make amends and fix it. Mm. Because when you empower them to fix their mistake, you take them out of shame. You become their helper. And then once you've helped them fix it and they can feel better about themselves and not feel ashamed anymore, you say, what can you do next time that will be better and then you focus on the future you leave the past in the past Mm -hmm. that mistake has happened they've made amends let's focus on on. you are an awesome kid you're going to do better next time let's talk about how that's going to work I just feel so uplifted like I want to come to you with all 
all the things I've done wrong and let's talk it out. In the case and of the like, wow. I feel I better already. Oh, when I first told Max, like, you can tell me everything. Oh. I was, I think I accidentally said, like, tell me anything. Like, nothing is a problem. Everything we can fix, blah, 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 unless you kill someone. That is when it's, like, a step <laughs> too far. But other than that, we can fix it. Unless someone dies, then that, I don't know what I said. But he got the message and it has opened. He tells me everything now. Oh. Like, even when he's made mistakes or if he's said something mean to someone. Because you don't get in trouble. Because I go, oh, well, okay, right, yep, let's um, let's work through it's that. It's really about how, we, how we react to it, isn't it? It's everything hinges Absolutely. on that reaction. Yep. Mm. If you become the person that helps them rather than shames them and punishment, punish them, they will want to come to you, right? Yes. So that's the first thing. That's about communication. The second one is about acceptance. We want to be around people who see us, love us, and accept us for who we are in this moment Mm. and parents often make the mistake of thinking that they can make their kids like themselves believe in themselves by pushing them to do something in the future and so kids will go oh well mum will like me if i get an a plus on my test or mum will love me more if i lose weight or i'll be good enough if i hang out with the popular kids right Mm. and so they don't feel acceptance in this moment which means they're not going to come to you Yes. They're going to go to someone else who accepts them. And that someone else might be a stranger online or it could be a frenemy at school. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And so one of the hardest things and most important things we can do as parents is to love and raise the child that we have, not the one we thought we were going to get. Mm. And so part of that process is grieving because we all have this, vision of the child we're going to get and sometimes that kid is wildly different Mm. right from the vision our job is to deal with that grief to get over those expectations let them go and to see and love and and accept the child that we have because our child is this beautiful seed right Mm. and we provide the right environment we nurture that seed and let the seed decide for itself how it's going to bloom and when it's going to bloom. Mm. And I, but I think that comes, you have to have acceptance for yourself as well. Like you want these guys to be perfect, but you have to tell them that we're imperfect. Like we are not perfect. So we would never expect you to be perfect. And, you know, no. we all have our faults and, but that's a, it's a two way thing, right? It's accepting of us and we're not, you know. Absolutely. Mm. And part of that is realizing that our kids aren't us. Yeah. So, so our kids are them. That that everyone's child is going to behave in a way that mortifies them from time to time. <laughs> oh, just a bit. Right. I think that's them, yeah. and they're learning. Yes. On that, <laughs> I think this could be a bit of a good segue into um, a little bit about behaviour um, and and this whole theme of gentle parenting that's kind of arisen and and has been sort of taken with gusto by a lot lot of us I feel for certain children (laughs) gentle parenting just doesn't work as in I know I have a girlfriend of mine with a a little girl who's about three and a bit who is struggling big time is is going to therapy to learn ways to help her have a connection with her daughter because she's just finding it really really hard Eva is, as you may have guessed, she's a thunderbolt. She, there's not there's not much I can do that will rattle her. And if I need something to happen and I have to get there and it has to happen quickly and she's in a defiant mood, well, it's force met with force, which uh, which doesn't work. 
I, I struggle with ways sometimes to parent her effectively. So I'm just wondering with girls who are quite spirited, let's say, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and gentle parenting sort of doesn't get us there all the time. Like, it's like, how Are we allowed how, to be strict? Yeah, can we be strict? Do we strict? have to be that person that goes, oh, yes, the, you know, like that Get gentle, down to their level blah, and blah, 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 blah. Like sometimes we just can't be that person. But is there a balance? Yeah, I think it really depends on your definition of what gentle parenting is. Hmm. So for me, gentle parenting is what we just talked about. You be present, you be available, you focus on learning rather than punishing and shaming, right? Yeah. Gentle parenting, by my definition, also includes boundaries because kids need firm boundaries, right? So look at it this way. If you're driving a car and you take your hand off the wheel, your child will grab that wheel, but they are not capable of driving the car. Mm. They don't have the skills to drive the car. They don't have the knowledge to understand the road and the world that they're in. And that is extremely anxiety inducing for a child and it's gonna end badly. And we make a mistake where we think that we need to give more power to our kids and negotiate on everything Mm. and let them control everything. No, that is a recipe for anxiety. Mm. It's also a recipe for really fussy kids, right? Yeah. If you, if everything is a negotiation and your kid always gets the pink cup instead of the blue cup, when they go into the world, no one's going to give a shit what cup they (laughs) want, right? No one is going to accommodate them like that. Yeah. But yep. they're going to they're going to grow up expecting that everyone is going to give them exactly what they wanted. Everything will be a negotiation because that's how they grew up, mm. and they'll get into the workplace, and it's not going to work out very Someone well. Someone else right? will have the bloody pink cup. Let me tell you. <laughs> exactly. So we have to be really careful not to go too far and mm. indulge every whim. Yep. Um, because we make them fussy. The other thing to think about is our job as parents is not to create the perfect childhood. And as mums, we want to do that for our kids. Like you said before, you don't want your kid to ever be sad. Hmm. They need to be sad because sadness happens in life. So they need to experience sadness so they understand that they can cope with it, right? I love that movie Uh, Elemental for that. No, it's not Elemental. What is it? Um, Oh, no, it's from Inside Out. Inside Out. Ah, Yes, I love that movie, Inside Out. Yeah, Yeah. because it discusses all the feelings and, oh, that's a fantastic one. That was clever, wasn't it? That was really clever, yeah. But if you you protect your kid from Mm. difficult feelings, if you protect them from frustration, they will grow up believing they can't handle it. Yeah. And that will create anxiety. Our job as parents is to raise fully functioning adults who don't need us. Yeah. It's not create a childhood where our kids are never upset, angry or frustrated. So how do we, how do we, so say for example, she's hitting her little brother Freddie or she's teasing him or making him cry. What are some tactics to kind of get through to her that that, that's not okay without, I I never want to dull her spirit. I never want to, you know, I, I, I want to provide boundaries without kind of, yeah, dulling her flame. How do you parent that when you have, you know, you're rushing out the door, you need the result, you need the shoes on, you need a complying with you and leave our brother alone what are some tactics there with girls that kind of work and physical violence is an absolute rule like there's nothing to negotiate on that never okay right and so of course we need to explore the reasons behind it and what was triggering it is there something else you need to address but in that moment she's not allowed to hit her brother no so that's pulling her off and going out the door yeah and then later having a conversation with her about why that's not okay yeah 
How does Freddie feel? Mm. How do you feel? Mm. She doesn't feel good when she's hitting him. No. What can we do to make to make uh, Freddie feel okay about that? Should yeah. we go and apologize? And then what can we do next time? So next time when you get so angry, you want to hit your brother, what can we do instead? Yeah. And of course, you know, it's going to take time to <laughs> to develop those strategies. That's right. That's right. But what you're saying to her is, I believe that you're really good and mm. I believe you can do this mm. and I'm going to help you do that. The other thing to think about is natural consequences, which is different from punishment. So if she is in the lounge room and she's punching Freddie, well, then she's just not allowed to be in the lounge room, Yeah. right? Come back. We want you to come back. Come back when when you calm down and you don't want to punch. You know, exactly. And yeah, I like that concept, what you're saying about, because sometimes there's no time for the lesson element. Like, as in, I need to get out the door. I need to get to work. I can't teach you right now. I just need you to get off him. So the fact that we can, the fact that we can get her out the door, get stop the violence or stop the teasing or whatever it might be, and then revisit it later at a time when we can actually explore that kind of what can we do better, how can we do better next time, that what about the um, naughty me. step concept? Is that a thing or is yeah. that not gentle parenting? Maybe yeah, look, not. I'm not into that at all. No. So with my oldest daughter, we did do the naughty step because that's presented as enlightened parenting, right? <laughs> yeah. And it comes with a scientific formula, you know, so you get the, the time of your your age correlates to yeah. the number of minutes. Yeah. You know, so you go, oh, wow, there must be research It seemed that. foolproof it's to me. Not. I used it on Max, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that is a punishment. Right. Right. That is shame. So when your child is on the naughty step, what do you think the chances are they're reflecting on their behavior <laughs> and choosing to do something different next time? No, they're thinking one of two things. One, I hate my mum. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, two, I hate mum. Two, which is even worse, I hate me. Ooh. Yeah. I am so bad that I need to be over here. Okay. That got me. That's got me. Yeah. I, I'm so happy I asked that question because <laughs> no more step. Uh, we haven't used we've used it on Max for sure, and yeah. I can see well, he's Arabella's very an like. Angel. And I have well, no, she's got her, <laughs> she's got her things as well. But but I've even heard the word naughty is something we should stay away from. The naughty step. It's mm -hmm. naughty in general, like just not using that word. What or do you time think? out? Is time out the same concept? It's not like, necessarily. So time out again is a punishment. Mm, yeah. Right. If, if someone. If you would feel ashamed if it was done to you, your child will feel ashamed if it is done to them. And if your child is ashamed, they are in no place to be better people. No, nothing good comes from shame. And the research shows that the children who are punished the most continue to be punished the most, wow. right? Because it doesn't work. There's a joke in my friendship group between the mothers who punish that They've run out of devices to confiscate. Yeah. Well, I was about to say confiscation. Is that considered punishment? Because I've... Yeah, oh, is. okay, damn. It is. Wow. Damn it. But, I mean, sending someone out of the room and saying you can come back when you're going to behave properly, is that still punishment? Or is that well, it's, it's, gentle punishment? What it is is saying we really want you here, but you can't be here when you're hurting someone. Okay. So just come back when you're ready not to hurt them. And so the old school idea of disciplining kids, of punishing kids, is that we need to inflict suffering and pain so they will make a, cho a different choice mm. next time. Mm. And taking away devices is that. I'm going to hurt you mm. so you do something different next time. 
connection in a child's brain between being hurt now and the next time. It is far more effective to have the conversation that we had. That's not okay, that behavior. Let's talk about what you can do that is okay. Because innately, every kid wants to be a good kid. Mm. And you're going to get the best out of your kid if they think that you love them and think they're awesome. Mm. If they grow up thinking, I'm a really bad kid, mum doesn't like me very much, I'm inherently naughty, what do you think the chances are that they're going to make good choices? None. I, I, I completely I completely see what you're saying and it makes so much sense to me. I want, it makes me want to change everything I do in terms of parenting. But there's still a part of me that thinks if, if Eva doesn't think she's got something to lose, I don't, I don't see how she would... She's not going to change her behaviour. She's going yeah, to keep going. I don't... If I still feel like... Is there a way that you can... Like, for example, Bonnie in our office said that her girls were fighting or bickering and she asked them many, many times to stop really nicely. They didn't. They said, okay, movie night on Friday night is cancelled that's not going to happen and she followed through and now they don't <laughs> now they really think twice before they um they bicker and fight they've been they've kind of reformed i don't is that i think that is highly unusual if okay. that is actually <laughs> okay. true, highly unusual okay because you ask any parent whose kids fight yeah their siblings they, they just fight, fight. They, just they just fight every strategy you can try they're gonna fight yeah right okay the other thing to think about is with Eva when she's mm. four and a half is when you are disciplining her, your goal isn't actually immediate compliance. Your goal is to teach her to make good choices throughout life. It's a long game is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. It's not fast rewards. Okay. And yeah, exactly. And I mean, sometimes, like you say, when you got to get out the door, you do whatever you have to do, yes. right? You've got mm -hmm. a work call, you do whatever you have you to do. you got to just do it. Yeah. That the goal of parenting yeah, it's a long game. is to make them make good choices and they're far more likely to make good choices if they grow up liking themselves, not feeling like they are inherently flawed. I'm a bad kid and mum doesn't love me. Oh, gosh. Okay. You've hit me in all the feels. There. And just one other thing about confiscating devices. Yes. Looking down the track mm -hmm. when your kids are in high school, the best way to protect your kids from all the danger online is to have a really open relationship with devices. So you need to take all the emotion out of it. If devices are rewards and punishments, then they're going to be sneaky. They're not going to tell you stuff. Mm. That's a and fair point. And there's going to be secrets. That is a fair point. That's a really good That's one. Good. Don't you don't know as well. Okay. Punishment because you are just asking for trouble in years Someone in our office just did it this morning. <laughs> I heard her on the Someone. phone. <laughs> work that's the other thing it doesn't work no I'd, well, I've heard her do it many times obviously it doesn't work exactly yeah. Um, yeah okay I have one more question for you that's something that's happening to me at the moment so mm. Arabella is six mm. and she's started to um, get invited to play dates or even sleepovers and we're talking about bodies and I guess my question is how do I how do I teach her to know what is wrong when it comes to her body so if, so, if, you know, someone that she knows is doing something inappropriate to her body when I'm not there, how do we have those conversations at all? Yeah. Okay, look, the first thing is the bad news is you really cannot prepare your child to keep themselves safe in the presence of a predator. 
So if there, if your child is at a sleepover and there is a father, an uncle, a friend or whatever who's going to be a predator to your child, there is nothing that you can do ahead of time to protect them. It is a myth because the whole point of grooming is the child does not know that it's happening, right? Mm. So the first thing you need to do is make really good choices about whether or not you are going to expose your child like to, to a potential, mm. right? The second thing is really the best we can hope for is for them to tell you after. And that's right? goes back to your relationship. Mm. Yeah. The first thing you must do is use accurate terminology for body parts, all body parts, including genitals. Why, why is and that? There is, well, first of all, there is some research to show that predators will choose another child than the one who knows the accurate terminology because they're more likely to go back and tell their parents because it shows that there is more open uh, communication. The second wow. thing is if you can't name your vagina, you don't own it. Mm. You're shamed, you're embarrassed, and it makes it much harder to tell someone what's happened if you can't even use the correct terminology. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a really nice place to leave it. Thanks, Nadine. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, I guess Max is in your voice going through puberty and I'm looking at Arabella and I'm like, we should start talking about this stuff. And I asked her how her vagina was last night. Because she I was like, good? we have to just throw it in there now and again. Um, she's like, oh, I've got a little... Yeah. Absolutely. Open the conversation now, right? Talk about everything you can to do with bodies now while she's not embarrassed. Because if you wait to have the talk when she's 12 or 13... And you've never even used the word vagina in your house Oh, God, before. how good. Yep. That is polarizing. Well. Like a smack in the face. Yeah. Goodness. No. Yeah, you got to start now. We say vagina. Nathan oh. always winces every time, but <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, you need to talk about yep. And your son, yep. he needs to know about periods. It is not helpful for him to not know how the bodies of half the population work. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even, you just mentioned Nathan. We haven't even talked about Ed or Nathan and how they deal with that's a whole nother podcast oh, on tips on how dads, yeah, dads deal with <laughs> yeah. Dad's raising, raising girls. girls. Yeah, because that's a whole other podcast. You, that's a... you can get Chris, get Chris, my co-author and husband, to talk <gasps> about dads. If oh, you like. yeah. Okay. Well, consider that the official Locked teaser for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> we might even get Ed and Nathan on. Oh, we should. Yeah. Oh, we should. I think we should. Definitely. Yeah, that would be really great. And do you know that we also have a book about boys? Do you know we've got bringing up boys? I like realise that. To have it yes. on the podcast. Love it. <laughs> but yeah, that's a but great anyway, idea. One, another yeah. tip on body safety yes. is puberty books now and put them on your bookshelf next to Maisie Mouse or whatever you whatever else you've got. Because if you look about anatomy books for children, they miss the genitals. They're just not there. What? That's wild. Seriously, have a look at any books about bodies and how they work for kids. And suddenly we don't have vaginas or penises, right? Well, how did you all get here then? Hey? Yes. <laughs> so when you talk about this stuff now, yeah. when your kids are young, it's just information. It's not embarrassing. And we need to create the pattern of behaviour where they can talk about these things to you. So when they're 15, 12, they will come to you as their source of information. So we are very open in our house. We talk about all sorts of things, but still my daughter's 14 and I am shocked with what she learned at school <laughs> that is so wrong. 
Wow. Like it's so, and I thought if she's not coming home checking with us, then she's getting her sex education from Caden, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And what does Caden know? know? Let's be honest. Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. So, he probably calls it a woo-woo. <laughs> hoo ha or something. <laughs> oh, wow. Casey, you have been absolutely incredible. What I feel chat. so empowered. We've laughed, just, we've cried. Oh, we have cried. <laughs> I can't wait to get home to my kids tonight and just yeah, oh. give them a hug. Yeah. yeah. So thank, thank you, you so, so much. much, Casey. And we look forward oh, to talking to your husband <laughs> as well. <laughs> give him the heads up pretty yeah. soon, but that's been wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Casey, for joining us. Uh, we will be putting thank everything you. into the show notes. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and Casey, where can everyone find you? They want to know more. Come to RaisingGirlsWhoLikeThemselves.com. Great. On my website, I've got a couple of free resources. I've got a body confidence family health checklist. So you can go through oh, and have cool. a look at what's Amazing. happening in your family mm -hmm. and is there things that you could do or change to help build your daughter's body confidence. That's free. I've also got a good friendship checklist to help your daughter choose friends who are good for her. Oh. Oh, that just worth no, that weight the... in gold. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Casey. That all sounds amazing. And are you on Instagram? Yes. Yep. You can find me on Instagram at Casey Edwards Writer. We'll pop oh, that no. in the show notes. <laughs> I um on my mailing list. That's on my website. I send out weekly videos with little snippets of parenting. Great. Tips That's the go then. The mailing list. Okay, we'll pop yep. a link to that in the show notes. Thanks again all so right. much, Thanks, Casey. Casey. You're a dream. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, bowl me over. <laughs> I'm just smashed from that. Like, I just want to go and change everything. I have goosebumps all oh, over me. Oh, Lord. She, yeah, it, she's just so amazing at, yep. at kind of identifying where it's gone wrong in the past and then coming up with ideas for how to do it better. Yeah, there were so many takeaways. We covered so much. What that, we that, well, I love the whole your personality, your body, everything's a blank canvas yes. and you can talk about beauty in a way that it's artistic and how you can do whatever you like with your life yeah. it's not about being beautiful it's just being artistic and totally. enjoying life and celebrating life and however you choose to do it which dress you want to wear what makeup you want to put on yeah. that's it's not about beauty it's about celebrating being creative life and, and expressing it. yourself the part for me that really it, it was like a kind of a bullet to the chest was the part about grief about grieving the idea of the child you thought you were going to have and not yeah. that that's what you wanted and you're disappointed but if if like if a child is different to what you imagine and you're having to shift the way you parent. It's acceptance. It's accepting mm. and it is it is a form of grieving and, and acknowledging that I think is so important by her and it really validates some feelings. And I highlighting things that maybe we haven't worked through in our own Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't even know. It's, it's just, a lot. It's a lot. Um, please share this with anyone who has girls. Yes. It's that super important that these conversations start early. I can't wait to share. I've got a few girlfriends I want to send this straight to. Straight away. And if you had a picture in your head of a particular grandparent as this chat was going on who, who might be using terms like beautiful and pretty like they're going out of style, then yeah. this is the podcast they need to hear. Yeah, and absolutely check our show notes out because I oh, think yeah. we're going to have some tips that we can share with grandparents or even share with each other. There's a lot of free resources, you know, the friend checklist. So how to make sure that they've got Oh, I like good that friends. one. I know. How to choose your friendships. Yes. And when they to need to tick these boxes. Yes. Like, I love that. I, 
unbelievable. It's the most important thing as a girl growing totally. up to make sure they've got a good circle of friends. Absolutely. It's, it's the, I reckon, the most important thing. Yeah. Also, she does uh, a digital course that um, is a really good thing to do with grandparents mm-hmm. to talk to kind of – they do an hour a week, I think, on how to yeah. raise girls and do it effectively. So well worth checking out. bring our husbands in and oh, – yeah. Just bring the whole lot in really because yeah. everyone <laughs> messes it up. <laughs> Casey is a powerhouse. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to jumping on her site now and just seeing what else she has to offer. And we're definitely going to pin her down and get her husband on and maybe our husband's in. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, from the dad's perspective. <laughs> Let's strap give him a heads in. up. <laughs> okay. um, as usual, we will see you for the Friday Fix and in the Facebook group. It's all happening. Hope you're surviving this holiday season. Oh, yes. Gear up. Santa's coming. All right. See you soon. Bye. Bye.